and welcome to Bladespot. It is Wednesday, the 5th of April. My name's Ben. On the line is Andrew. How you doing, mate? No bad overall. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm well good myself, thank you. Yeah, I'm a bit... Uh, uh, my, my, my vocal cords have been struggling the last few days, so... Hopefully, we'll be able to get through this all right. But if I, if you we, find we're me, we're discussing ailments off, uh, yeah, off air, aren't we? <laughs> like like two just like very, each two very yeah. old men. It really does. Like I mean, we've been talking about how many tablets we've all got at the moment. It really, it's like it's just like how old am I? I'm just going to stop taking them and just risk it. <laughs> it just makes me feel old. So we're not going to talk about that very much, uh, and we're also not going to talk about Norwich very much because it's a game that neither of us watched. So um, yeah, so. Apologies to anyone who's like, where the hell's this episode been? It's now Wednesday, yeah. the game was on Saturday. Um, yeah, it, it, that part of it is probably not going to be worth the wait very much, I'm afraid. Uh, I would invite you to listen to Tufty Club or Red Half of Sheffield if you want uh, some more detailed breakdown of the Norwich game. Is there anyone else I'm missing? I don't think um, Four Blades uh, have done one of them. I think that's it, yeah. yeah. I don't think Four Blades have been out now. <laughs> so we're going to talk uh, in general about what was... A very good Saturday for the Blades. I, th- I think far better than um, well than most of us expected. I mean, you and I, um, I think we fancied a point out of Norwich, didn't we? You know, a game we thought we could win, but there was probably... I mean, I had it down as only one of only two games I was worried about for the rest of the season. That's not yeah. Saying, not to say we're going to win every remaining game, but that and Burnley away are the two that I thought, mm, that could be a loss. We win that. Mm. Huddersfield come. From this a, is the big one, isn't it? It's almost bigger than our result. This one come from a goal behind to absolutely obliterate Middlesbrough. Yeah, I will never say a bad word about Neil Warnock <laughs> again for the remainder. Although you of this might podcast. do immediately because I don't know if you, have you seen his after-match comments where he says he hopes Middlesbrough go up still. And he, he goes, <laughs> We've still got to play Sheffield United, and I told I told Michael that. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll still want to beat us, I'm sure. But uh, for yeah. for. Uh, an hour or so there, he was he was briefly my my favourite ex Sheffield United manager. Um, but yeah, what a good Saturday, mate! Yeah, I mean, like I say, you, you had a decent excuse for not watching this game because uh, you were you you've got two kids. <laughs> uh, I were in the pub, so I've got no uh, I've got no yeah proper excuse for it. But I reckon I might have actually got the best deal, even over the people who watched it, um, because I was watching the scores coming in. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm watching the scores coming in, and. Um, the way it happened was just fantastic because obviously at half time, Middle was winning, we're drawing, and I was thinking, just get a point. We're still one point in uh, four, oh, sorry, we'd have been one point in front with the game in hand. Mm-hmm. It's one of our big games out of the way. I think that's fine. You know what I mean? There are a lot of panic. I looked on the forums and it was like, we need to win now because of Middlesbrough. And I was thinking, Middlesbrough are always going to be uh, Uddersfield. So, you know, take a draw, one of the big, hardest games out of the way. Let's see where we are from there. And then the goals just started flying in in the second half. And I, I, I were in the pub with my dad and we were like, oh, 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 3-1. <laughs> and then we scored, what, a minute, if that, after Huddersfield got the third goal. And it was just, yeah, incredible how it happened. And it was, like, it, it was almost like a last day of the season feeling, watching mm. it all unfold. And, yeah, it just uh, it, it, it's just a big a big swing, I think, with the, um, the way that the fixtures work over the Easter weekend as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, not we will talk about the weekend game in more detail. And uh, for the first and not the last time on this podcast, I don't want to assume that Wigan is going to be an easy three points. However, they are by definition the worst team in the league. They are bottom in the league. We play at three o'clock against Wigan. 
we could be nine points clear of Middlesbrough by the time they kick off at Burnley. Yes. Uh, excuse me, at home to Burnley. Yeah. And Burnley kind of clinched promotion with a win. Now it's not it's not totally mathematically done, but it's very very close to being mathematically done. If they well, if Luton don't beat Millwall away, which yeah. is tough, and then Middlesbrough, uh, then Burnley beat Middlesbrough, Burnley are up. Okay, fine. So yeah. Uh, Friday could go Luton and Millwall draw or Millwall beat Luton is an even better result for us yeah. we win against Wigan Middlesbrough lose against Burnley we'd be 9 points clear of uh, whoever's chasing us or uh, worst case 8 points clear of Luton we'd still have a game in hand on all those teams that'd be pretty much done I think I, I don't see yeah. I don't see how anything could derail us from that point there I you mean, go clip that yeah. put it on your blogs your vlogs whatever I think that'd be done I was actually thinking earlier about, you know, what will we, because of us got two games in four days, will we mix the squad up or, you know, and try to rest a few players? And I think if we are thinking of doing that, absolutely put out your best side against Wigan because that is, at this stage, the most important game of the season. Um, because, as you said, if we win that, it's nine points. Middlesbrough's got the hardest game that they've got left of the season. You could be sitting in such a good position yeah. by the end of Easter because... I think you can sort of forgive us for if we lose to Burnley or whatever, but I don't. Really, I think three points out of the next two games is still excellent. Oh yeah, I think, absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know Middlesbrough. It's a it's a massive ask for Middlesbrough to turn that around. Even if they pick up six points, they're still going to be three points behind, and we've still got that game in hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's... and we've played everyone good, like on paper. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Just with Burnley, they've <laughs> they've played thirty eight games. They've lost twice. <laughs> One of those was to us. Yeah. So they've lost one of the other 37 games. Like They, they are yeah, e- extremely good team. So I'm not expecting much at all at Burnley. Although, you know, we did yeah. we did really take it to them at the, in the home Last game. Last team to beat them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm slightly concerned about how motivated they will be to beat us, like regardless of whether they're promoted or not, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's one for a, a later podcast, I think. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a really strong position we've suddenly found ourselves in just because of this like six-point swing, if you like, of us going and getting a win at Norwich, which is a really good win. They're still in with a shout in the playoffs. They, you know, I think I think you and I both had them as a promotion favourite, like one of our picks yeah, for promotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Middlesbrough, a surprise defeat, which has just knocked them back. Oh, yeah, just... Have we ever have a defeat like that? I mean, I've seen people say... I saw a Middlesbrough fan. I, I listened to one of their podcasts because I'm a bit sad, but one of their guys was saying, I mean, you know, if we can uh, have a result like that, so can Sheffield United. And I completely agree with that. I, I fully expect us to drop points against a team that we think we're going to win because that's what happens, especially in the championship. But the difference is, is we've got that gap. They can't really afford... What, they can afford one more of those, max? Yeah, maximum, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just what you're saying about rotation and stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm completely with you on that. I mean, we just the, r- rotation shouldn't be a word for us for the rest of the season. Just win the game in front of you yeah. because yeah. every game you tick off, the more impossible it becomes for teams below yeah. us. And then you know, give, within a possibly as you know quickly as Monday or even Friday, in fact, like ten o'clock on Friday, the teams below us are gonna be like, we actually just need to concentrate on the playoffs now, like. Let's yeah, not be yeah, going yeah. gung-ho to win all these games and, you know, pushing our players into a physical red zone, knowing that we've still yeah. got playoffs to come. We could be at that stage as, as soon as Friday night. Yeah. So, yeah, strongest team uh, all the way, basically. The only rotation should be against Man City when we can't play the two Man City lads. 
Yeah, um, and that's it. And that's the thing as well is that even even at half time where Middlesbrough were winning, we were drawing. I said blow full time whistle for me now because we're a point clear. As I said, one of the hardest games out of the way, and it's another game down. And the games are ticking down. Is it seven left for Middlesbrough now? Yep, that's right. And six behind as it stands. Mm-hmm. I think realistically, I and mean, it might not happen like this, but realistically, we probably need to win four out of the eight. Five will certainly do it, I think. But I think four is probably realistic. Yeah, that takes to 85 points for us, which is pretty normal for a second-place team. Yeah. Uh, 88 is a lot of points, by the way. I think that's. I think we got 89 when we finished second in um, uh, under Wilder. I think that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, a really fantastic Saturday for United, and yeah, just sets up what could, sets up what could be a very good Friday and potentially a, a very good uh, Easter weekend as a whole. Um, Anything in particular to to mention from the Norwich game? It was um, a hundred appearances for Sander Berger. I was slightly surprised about because I feel like he's been perpetually injured, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, I watched the highlights. They're only about eight minutes. By the sounds of it, um, obviously, we're trying to talk about a game that we didn't see. But looking at the highlights and listening to uh, Deb Barton Tufts Club read off and stuff like that, uh, Chad did his, his solo uh, read off um, <laughs> podcast. It seems like it were a bit of a Nothing game, feisty. Um, United created the best chances. Norwich created pretty much nothing, as we, as you can see in the highlights. I think they had one real shot, and that would have been a really good goal. But United did what they have been good at pretty much all season. I think if we do go up, we can say the the best thing you can say about this group is that we grind results out really well. Once we go in front, we very rarely lose. Particularly away from home, isn't it? What, yeah. What's, what's that yeah. stat now? I think there's... No, no team in the top four divisions has won as many away games. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, won yeah. more away games than United. Which now. is bizarre because if you remember the beginning of the season, that was the big worry that mm-hmm. we need to sort this away. We didn't win away from home until Hull, which were like the fourth away game. Something yeah, like which that. isn't that many really, is it? It's not. <laughs> obviously, you... on the back of last season where we had those really poor 1-0 losses seemingly every other week, Stoke, Millwall, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and even Bristol City away where it were 1-1 and they weren't very good at the time and he, he, that was the big worry. We need to, and then all of a sudden, we're the best away team in England. Can I just? Uh, can you? Can you? I've got it in front of me, but can you remember off the top of your head who our first three away games were um, were against before we we deigned to win one? Watford. Yep. Middlesbrough. Yep. Ooh. Lewin? Yes. So three yeah. of the best teams in the championship, and we had the yeah. temerity to. Lose one of those three and yeah. fail to win any of them. So yeah, that was yeah. actually quite a difficult start to the season, I suppose. Um, yeah, I uh, as you said, Norwich had very few chances. That were like uh, we at the woodwork three times, no less. Yeah, Armad- Armadozic with a header, um, which great bit of commentary. But is it Giddings or is this Oxley on the? Uh... It's Oxley, I think. I think it's Oxley. Ahmed Hodzic. Oh no, it's Giddings. It is it's Giddings. It is Giddings. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth listening to. Just uh, or watching the highlights just for that. Um, he hits the bar from a corner, sharp in the second half. A brilliant effort, like cutting in from the left mm. and smashes it against the far post. And then Baldock with a, a less impressive effort, sort of <laughs> miscontrolled. I was in the BBC feed, obviously, because I were like they were in the pub just seeing what like were going on. And uh, I think the BBC described. I might. Be, I think it was the BBC described uh, Sharp shot as a great chance, and they were like, "Well, no, we're it." Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly, yeah. Um, the goal comes in the second half. It's that lad McTee again, um, bouncing back after missing all them chances at um, 
against Blackburn. Was that last game we played against this Blackburn? No, we was the international break, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Blackburn was the last the, the last game though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jai, nice bit of play into Low, who yeah. kicks it off his own leg. <laughs> Terrible shot from Max Low. This, to be, to be completely honest, he won the uh, official man of the match though, which I know I a few people that. disagree with. But uh, obviously, I can't can't comment on that. But yeah, good good to see him getting forward at least. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's in the box. He kicks it off his own leg. An inch perfect through ball to McAtee, who knocks it into the net. And he's uh, perfect through ball. <laughs> <laughs> he he looks offside, but he's actually not, is he? And this has no, been a bit and... of a. There's been some good good comments from both managers after this. I thought. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about Wagner... Wagner one? Yeah. He, he starts going on. He, he was going mad when it was obviously given, and you can see him running up and down the touchline, and then. It's quite clearly onside. So I, my own personal opinion is that he thought he were offside, then realised it wasn't, and realised he looked like an idiot for complaining. So now he's changed that he thought the the builder was offside about you know two minutes before. So it's like <laughs> shut up, mate, come on. Yeah. And then uh, Eckingbottom obviously said that he wishes it was offside. I love that. Yeah. 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 Because he. Uh, yeah. He, he feels like we're owed a few favours. <laughs> Certainly one where a flag could have gone up, but it, uh, the correct decision was definitely made. But, yeah, I did mm. like that from Eckenbottom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm disappointed that he was actually onside. That's, yeah, excellent. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, McAtee, a big goal again. He's, he really is just stepping up in the second half of the season. Yeah, even just you know getting to watch the highlights, seeing Njai, Berger, McAtee, Doyle all kind of interplaying. It's just... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty um it's Great pretty stuff. special to yeah. watch. Um, Norwich, they, they still do what Norwich do, like trying to con penalties and mm. flop into the floor. I just, I don't know. I think if they spent as much effort on just like trying to play football, they might be a better team. But it's so weird how it persists across managers and different yeah. players. Well, it's a very similar squad. I think I looked mm. at their obviously team before, and I'm like these probably do need a bit of a reset, Norwich. Mm. A bit like us, I think, if we didn't go up this season, you're looking at certain players who've been there a while, and they all probably need moves away. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, and then, yeah, the only other thing I wanted to mention was uh, safe hands from Wes. So uh, Norwich only had, mm. I think they had one shot on target, just looking at the official yeah. stats, but there were a lot of tricky crosses that uh, he handled really well, and yeah, it's a big deal in a tight game like this. I don't think the yeah. weather was amazing either, to be honest. So um... no, I think you, you know. I mean, you saw. Uh, I don't know if you saw a certain other Sheffield goalkeeper uh, this weekend uh, push a pretty similar shot straight to their striker and <laughs> tapped it. In. No, uh, so yeah, it does show that it can be done. Yeah, yeah. That that was another little. Uh wrinkle of that that good Saturday actually that is they're they're really you know I mean you know Touchwood United if United go up I think that's a really good sort of subplot Um, Mm. I think a lot of people are getting invested in that Wednesday (laughs) thing because it looked like they were obviously flying and then I said to you that we've had a blip obviously we I think we've won but we didn't win two out of six and lost four lost four out of six I think it was which is bad they haven't won in five which is incredible really yeah considering uh... 23 matches before that and beaten and uh Barnsley aside, they've. I think their last three games have been against teams that uh, only yeah. one of which I knew was in the football league. Yeah, <laughs> never yeah, mind yeah, in League yeah. One. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah. enough about those those idiots. Uh, yeah, Norwich, big blow to them, obviously for playoffs. They, they probably, um, I don't know, they still have an outside chance, I suppose. But yeah, the Blades just um, cement that position at the top. I, I keep staring at this league table, mate. I've been a bit busy the last few days, so this is the first time I properly dwelt on it. And yeah. 
six points with a game in hand to potentially... Well, I mean, yeah, if we win Friday, it will be nine points until... Yeah. And Borough a lot of people rightly are saying it's a, it's a three-horse race, which it is, because Luton, you can't obviously write them off. They're, they're on the same points as Middlesbrough now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think this is where the goal difference will come in. And obviously, we lost the goal difference to Middlesbrough, which I thought were always going to happen. The way that Middlesbrough play... They are the sort of team who can hammer teams 4 or 5 nil, and I expect them to do that a couple of more times this season mm-hmm. when they come up against the lesser sides. Luton aren't like that. Luton are grinding one nils and a bit more like us, in, 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 to, be, to be completely honest, in terms of the score lines at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't see them catching our goal difference up. So that it's basically seven points, I think, now to Luton. Yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. Yeah, there's there's no way they catch our goal difference. It's, it's no, because 13. they don't. Like I say, Middlesbrough, the the five five nil, four nil. You know what I mean? Especially at home, where they're really good. Um, but I I just can't see Luton just battering teams like that. They're going to win one or two and Yeah, fortunately, Middlesbrough's defense is uh, pretty mid table, to be honest. So um, yeah, yeah, as as middle. Uh, Huddersfield showed. Uh, yeah, I, just on that, I guess just quickly on that Huddersfield. Middlesbrough game, I, you know, it, it didn't look like they were like completely battered Middlesbrough in terms of you know like amazing chances that Huddersfield had, but this has been the sort of result I've been waiting for them to have. Like they've been, they have been outperforming like mm. their underlying numbers a bit. This, I mean, don't me wrong, they're, they're one of the better couple of teams in the league for sure. Middlesbrough, they yeah. absolutely deserve to be um, in the top three. But they have also been having games, kind of like they did against us, where pretty much everything goes in for them. And mm-hmm. this is a game where it happened the other way, which happens in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, I don't think this is. I don't think this is going to make uh, Middlesbrough fall apart because I think they can quite easily put it down to a, a freak occurrence, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, there was a freak occurrence. I think Huddersfield had four shots and they all went in, you know. And I think that in the first half, by the sounds of it, Middlesbrough were completely in control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do expect them to bounce back, but. This is what I mean. This can happen. We can still afford a couple of games like that. Mm. And I reckon that those couple of games probably will happen. Yeah, so this can happen. The the freak is, really, that it hasn't happened for the previous, whatever, 20 games or whatever for Middlesbrough. Yeah. Like, yeah. That they just won and won and won and won and won. Whereas, yeah, finally won, you know, football football just got them in the end. Yeah. Um, and Luton are, Luton are similar. Luton are, I think you can really draw parallels, not in the way we play with Luton, but... The way they win games, where they sort of strangle the life out of the game, and I think we we do that to a degree away from home. Mm-hmm. I think you see our, our wins away from home, where they're always one nil or two one. You know what I mean? They're always pretty close, and they don't concede many chances, Luton. Um, so I wouldn't be that surprised if they ended up finishing third. You know? Mm. Yeah, could happen. They they still have to play each other as well, don't they? Um, mm. Borough and this is the other thing. It is a three-horse race, but one of those two teams is undoubtedly. It, it maybe both are going to drop points. Yes, very true. Um, right, should we talk Wigan quickly for Friday? Yeah, I mean, we should probably comment on what everyone else has commented. I've, I've literally uh, just Googled this, so I've got the details in yeah. front of me. And this is how much yeah. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, this Friday, Good Friday, Wigan of the relegation zone go up against a promotion favourite in Sheffield United. Good Friday 2019, Wigan... Relegation candidate, travel to promotion candidate, Leeds United, and uh, yeah. pulled off one hell of an upset. As as Blades fans will no doubt remember, and I I, have, I had to laugh about this. It's like only United fans could take one of the best like 
third party results, if you like, yeah. in our recent history and yeah. spin it into a negative. It's like, oh, yeah, got to watch out for yeah. that on Friday. History could repeat itself. But um, now they they stunned Leeds. They played, what did they play here? 75 minutes plus with 10 men, Wigan. And they were a goal down at Leeds and they somehow managed to come back and win 2-1. And that obviously yeah. paved the way for us to clinch promotion to the Changed Premier League. Everything. Mm-hmm. The, the differences I'll say there, the differences I'll say, if people want some positives on that, is that for a start, that Wigan team weren't as bad as this Wigan team, I don't think. I'm pretty sure that Wigan team stayed up mm. uh, that, that season. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. But the main thing is there weren't as many games left. You know, the, because obviously the, the season's going on longer due to the World Cup, obviously we've still got another six games or whatever. Even if that happens, and even if we lose both our games... Uh, over Easter and Middlesbrough win both their games you know they've sort of the reverse of what happened with us and Leeds um, we will be third but it'll still be in our hands you know Leeds were gone after that. that we only needed one more win to go up so that did change everything yeah and uh, <laughs> Leeds had 36 shots in this game <laughs> 77% possession classic Leeds that in it in the championship I always remember them having like 400 shots in like yeah <laughs> so it's I don't know if you're going to take one thing out of this as like a historic example it's, it's kind of what I was just saying about the Middlesbrough Huddersfield game like sometimes football is just really stupid and a result yeah. like this happens but ultimately if we if we have 36 shots against Wigan on Friday pretty confident we're going to win the game <laughs> just because yeah. Leeds didn't do it doesn't mean that we won't do it but the, and, I mean I've got the I ain't got the view from together but I've got a few quotes they're pretty confident Wigan I think they're, wow. they're seeing it as, yeah I mean I think I'm right in saying they've only lost three out of the last ten is that right yeah, yeah <clears> maybe sorry what lots of draws yeah loads yeah. and loads of draws they've also been QPR at home they drew away with Watford which is not you know Anyone can do that, seemingly, at the moment. They drew uh, with Coventry, got hammered by Burnley, lost to West Brom, drew with Birmingham, lost to Preston, drew with Norwich, drew with Bristol City. You know, there's a lot of draws going on in there. Drew with Blackburn away. So, they'll make it difficult. I think they'll they'll sit back. I think that's what they're going to do and try and shut up shop. Uh, by the sounds of it, they don't score too many. Like I said, just look from the, the views uh, on their forum. But they're going to make it difficult. And like I said, they're, they're pretty confident. They are pretty confident. Well, so am I. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're down the bottom of the league for a good reason. They're, you know, one of the worst teams. Um, yeah. yeah, I I really do expect us to uh, to handle them pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, and if we do, I think that really is just a massive step towards promotion. I mean, yeah, they're, they're towards the you know bottom of the league in pretty much every, every metric you want to look at. They, um, you know, they're, they're not a good pressing team they faff around with it, with it at the back a lot they try and like build super slowly in possession yeah. which i think is going to play directly into our hands like hopefully literally um yeah i'm uh, i'm i'm really excited for this one just because it's a game we should win if we do i'm going to be feeling like 95% confident that we're yeah. we're going to be over the line which is uh yeah pretty nice place to be really isn't it yeah, I think if we win this, I'll, I'm really, I really want to win it because Burnley are obviously playing uh, Middlesbrough later on, and I want to watch that in the pub, sort of relax, thinking, "Yeah, you, you go and win, Boris. If we can, you know what I mean." But <laughs> I, I really, because obviously, realistically, if 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 we win and then Middlesbrough lose to Burnley, which could easily happen, that, as you say, it's, I won't say it's unassailable because it's, it's technically not, but we're going to have to do something really stupid to throw that away. Yeah. 
and I'll just reiterate this before people start tweeting me. I'm not saying that we're definitely going to beat Wigan. Wigan, mm-hmm. I'm sure, will play very well and play very hard and be very desperate to try and get at least a point from this game themselves to try and yeah. boost them up the league. But we're at one end of the league table. They're at the other. We're, you know, it looks like we've sort of semi-accidentally stumbled into a revitalised team with um, yeah. uh, with Doyle and McAtee playing. I'm about to mention this, actually. Since the... Uh, obviously, against Lute, after Luton, I said on here something along the lines of, <clears throat> you know, we look shot. And I did think that. Um, mm. And since that game, we've won all, every game. We've now won four out of five, which is... That is promotion form. Four mm. out of one's in the cup, but we're against a championship team, so I think it still counts. Um and did, we do look revitalised. And I think, as you said, maybe that Luton game, when we, when we will look back at that at the end of the season and say, do you know what, that was the actual game that we went up because it was, it was sort of the, the final straw, if you like. Like, we need to revitalise things. We need to freshen things up. We need to get Doyle and get McAtee in, you know. Mm. And, and, and even George Baldock, obviously, has come back into the team since. And I think that those three in particular coming, back, coming into the team has been massive. Yeah, let me just get my timings right here. I'm pretty sure the Spurs Cup game followed immediately after Luton. Is that right? No. Uh, we... Because I got mixed up with this, but I did Some... an article for the Yeah, we, we beat... Um... Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, yeah, we beat Spurs and then we lost to... Lost to Blackburn. Yeah. Oh, so Dolan... we put all the reserves out, didn't we? And then... Ah, uh... uh, okay. So, yeah, Doyle, that is like star turn in Norwood's role and then we brought yeah, Nor- that's right. we brought Norwood back into the team and lost to Blackburn Yeah, and then we did the same but beat Reading and then uh, lost to Luton and then I think Sunderland was the point where I was like okay now we're actually going to just try Doyle here just to freshen and we made five changes to mm-hmm. that, in that game obviously Jefferson came in as well unfortunately he looks like he's injured so mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> so we might have stumbled onto a yeah a, a refreshed team with him and McAtee in particular. I mean, Ajay just keeps looking ridiculous. Obviously. He's getting better and better. He's getting better and better. Like I said, I didn't see the game, but I've seen obviously the clips and stuff, and he's back to what he was at the beginning of the season now, definitely. The little, um, <laughs> the little sort of flick through Hanley's legs. Yeah. I yeah. Um, I winced <laughs> the first time I saw that clip. Like, <laughs> physically winced. Like, oh, that is that is brutal. But yeah, just just fantastic. Um. Anything else you want to say about Wigan? I mean, obviously, we, you know, we've got some uh, slightly bad memories of Wigan with the the Premier League relegation season, but we've obviously played them a bunch of times since then. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm there for them. They mentioned that as well. To be fair, like, oh, we can, you know, evoke that day, and I imagine that that were a fantastic memory for them, as because it were this awful memory for us. So, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, if you look at it logically. Middlesbrough are playing the best side in the league. We're playing the worst side in the league. I mean, they're not technically the worst side because they've got three points knocked off, but, you know, second worst side then. Yeah. You, that's if you were hand-picking fixtures, this is what you were going for. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Nailed it. Um, right. Just a couple of final things. Uh, so the last episode, we would we tried to even the odds against Man City <laughs> uh, yeah. and introduce a few like different different rules and yeah regulations that would make it even. Um, we had some good follow-ups actually from uh, from people on Twitter. So Adam Follett suggested no city players allowed in our penalty area. I quite like that. Like as a, I like that. Yeah, is that I mean, five-a-side thing as well. Shots, but yeah. Well, I feel like it it would make it a bit more even, but it's not. It doesn't totally tilt tilt the balance of play, does it? Because obviously, 
City have some amazing players, and you know, if you can shoot from twenty yards, how much of a uh, yeah? I, I feel like they could probably still score from twenty odd yards. I guess the thing that interests me there is how would we set up? Like, could we could we play less defenders, knowing that we don't need anyone in our penalty area? Like, could we play like a back two and just play more midfielders? Yeah, I think that's how you'd have to do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that's exactly. But I think how congested the middle of the pitch would be. <laughs> well, just play like play like four up front. I mean, like you know, two yeah, two. Yeah. I don't think we've got wide any strikes, forwards. Unfortunately, but... that's true. Yeah, <laughs> just play. Well, there you go. Play Jaden Bogle on right wing as everyone. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is desperate yeah. to see. Um, he, he suggested Manchester goes into an April twenty twenty style lockdown from today until match day, which I'm. I didn't really in- interrogate in my own head, to be honest, because I don't particularly want to dwell on that period. But how, how would that work in terms of how's that going to impact the game? Is it like they can't train together, do you think? Or yeah, they're just all really uh, gloomy? I yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. I still think they win. <laughs> <laughs> um, his last suggestion was the City players have to eat an entire chocolate gatto each 15 minutes. Sorry, each each player has to eat an entire chocolate gatto. 15 this minutes for kickoff. Sixties and 70s, though, isn't it? Where they had like a fag before. <laughs> I mean, it's before the year, uh, before the match. That'd be a good one, that actually. I don't you know. You'll have to have twenty packets of Marlborough. Each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Gatto one, I think, is just going to be really messy. I don't think anyone needs to needs to see that. Um, uh, Northeast Blade suggested every time the ball goes out of play, the decision goes to Sheffield United. So every throw in and, and corner or goal kick goes mm. to us. Um, I like it, but they're very good at keeping possession, aren't they? So well, yeah. So that's why it just you know makes it a bit more even rather than too, yeah. too much favourites. Um, he did say effectively we'd be kicking for touch every time and launching throws yeah. in the corner. So I think he has just invented rugby, basically, we just <laughs> try, try and kick it out. I'm not sure yeah. I want to see that because I think it'd be too boring. Like, I, don't, I, I hate teams kicking the ball. That's why I don't really watch rugby. Um, yeah. Last one. Oh no, wait. Penultimate one. Josh said. Uh, Blades get steroids, City get opioids. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that would be good. And uh, I would like to actually. Yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> I'm sure it's Eddie Izzard because I'm about like the stoned Olympics and how good that would be. Like if you had, you know, performance yeah. debilitating drugs. I'm going to say like City might be more chilled out. Like they might not worry, but they don't worry anyway. So I mean, how chilled out can you get? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chilled out entertainers. Um, <laughs> Stuart was one of many people. I think the first person to point out the the glaring omission when we were doing yeah. the U- UK and Irish born eleven. Uh, they would still, of course, include Erling Haaland. So yeah, yeah he should is... be playing for England. The idiot, the big idiot. <laughs> yes. uh, he should be. He should be playing for England. He should be the replacement for Kane right now. <laughs> is this your most Brexit take? Oh. This is my Brexit. You're born here, you play here. That's what I think, yeah. But he, he was born in England, and someone said, actually, that if he... Uh, who sold Arthur and Garland? Were it Leeds or Man City who sold him abroad? I can't remember who it was. Well, I think it was Man City let him go at the end of his contract. There was a whole thing on Quickly Kevin about this one, which was yeah, sort so, yeah. of debunked. Yeah, I, but, the, yeah, the, I like that. Print the myth, that's what I think. Yeah, and, uh, but the myth goes uh, that... If Man City had got rid of him, then Haaland would have started in the Man City Academy, grown up in England, and he would have been playing for England. Yeah, I think if but he... No, he's playing for that idiot at Norway, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it was like, uh, if he'd just got one more contract, uh, Alfinger, then his Erling would have been old enough to start school in Manchester. That's it. And having yeah. started school, they might have been 
reticent to leave the country at that point. Yeah. So. Well, thanks for that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it, mate. United women secured their status as a championship team this weekend. It's been a it's been a rocky season for them, United women, but um, obviously gone through some change with uh, Redfern resigning and. Then they've brought in their first full-time coach as well, which is a quite a positive step. And yeah, the mm, last um, last couple of weeks they've they've gone from yeah they're, they're right down at the bottom of the table, like just outside the, the relegation place. Yeah. Well, last time I saw it, I think we were second bottom. To be honest, last like, like before I've looked recently. I, I think they're still there or thereabouts, but um, yeah, they, they've won at the teams in first and second away from home in the last yeah. couple of weeks. So. Yeah, that's secured their status, and uh, yeah, good, good we're job. Not, we're actually ninth now, like fourth from bottom. So ah, beautiful things stuff. are looking up. But we're not going to get there's only one goes down, and they've it's Co- uh, Coventry. Coventry, Coventry United yeah. ladies have got set seven points, and uh, yeah, we've got eighteen. So yeah, yeah, so nice and safe, ready for the next championship season, and yeah, see how it goes with a full, um, uh, a full pre-season under um, a full-time manager as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I think just the last thing, mate, is we've both got stuff on the pin, haven't we, this weekend? Yeah, yours Friday is fantastic. Obviously, it's been revealed now. Um, yeah. I, I've obviously, I, I haven't seen what you've got coming up next. I've, I'm aware of the players you're going to pick, but not the order, so I'm genuinely excited about it. Well, I keep changing it as well. But, I, yeah, I, I, went, <laughs> I set out to do my uh, the, the 101 best United players of the last 25 years. And uh, yeah, the first part of it came out on Friday. It counts down 101 to 61. Because yeah, I started right. Um, I started, initially, I was going to do like, yeah, I'm going to do the first 50 in this first mm-hmm. article and then realized I'd written sort of 5,000 words already. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really fun to do, actually. Thanks for all the feedback on it from everybody. Um, yeah, I ended up reordering it so much. And as, I've, as I'm looking at the top 60 now, I've ended up bumping people all over the place. So I'm pretty happy with the top 10, but then it gets. It gets a bit messy after that. I'm like, does this person actually deserve to be so high? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to rate it like, not on how, just how good they were at football, but yeah. how much of a contribution they made to United during this period. So, yeah, if you got like an amazing footballer that only played for us for like half a season, then mm. they're, they're going to rank a bit more lowly than. Someone who... Well, I'll, I'll let you know where you've gone wrong when it, okay. <laughs> when it comes out. I'll tell you what you were wrong and right. Ben, ben Osborne's <laughs> caused some controversy. That made me uh, that made me pause after. Uh, oh, really? What what people said? They just don't think he should. Be, uh, I mean, not everybody, but several people think he shouldn't be as high as he is. I'll leave it to people to go and read it on the pinch. Uh, uh, well, we'll see who's you know. But... I can defend it. Don't worry. I, I thought about it, and I, I I can defend my position. You should my... definitely do a, a Ben responds episode <laughs> where people like you know you having to respond to everyone like a phone in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale's position on this list. Um, some controversy as well from oh, yeah. from some yeah. people who still got their back up about Ramsdale, which is understandable. I'm, I'm totally, uh, yeah. totally appreciate that position as well. You see, I was at that video going around uh, of him pretending he were upset for conceding a goal and a three-one <laughs> win or whatever it was. Absolute nonsense. That <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, and then you had an article out Monday, wasn't it, on on the pinch? Yeah, I did the uh, the social media review as well, quite a lot this one, and realised as I were writing it that I had nothing for the Blackburn game away, uh, which probably sums up how we're feeling after that game. Yep. That I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even bother looking on any social media or anything like that, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's when, when I come to write these things, it's, it's only then that I sort of take a step back and look at the month. Uh, mm. And it was such a topsy-turvy month. You know, we've got 
really poor results in there, like Luton and Blackburn. Then we've got legendary wins, <laughs> you know, such as like uh, the cup games, Tottenham and Blackburn. And then you've got your your games against Reading that I don't think anyone will remember, you know, post this year. So, <laughs> mm. well, let's hope this month, which is off to a great start, is plain yes. sailing all the way, mate. I'm looking at it now we. We will have a mere two matches left after this month, potentially three matches if we happen to, yep. uh, you know, reach the FA Cup final. <laughs> yeah, who knows, mate? Who knows? You never know, dear. Uh, tickets gone sale. They're on sale tomorrow, actually, aren't they? They are. Yeah, get get I ready. I was told, by the way, get if people clicking. are asking. I meant to tell you this privately, actually, but um, I was told by someone who works at United that the reason they've gone on sale so late is because United didn't want. Uh, people trying to get season tickets at the same time as they were getting FA Cup tickets because they thought it crashed the system. That does sort of make sense, but yeah. yeah. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe get a better system. Like there's only, you yeah. know, yeah, 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 we yeah. don't have 5 billion supporters. We've got like, what, no. 20, 22,000 season ticket holders? Yeah. Yeah. So you know that, that that's what that's what I told. And like you say, when they, when he said it, I thought, ah, yeah, that makes sense. That's very United. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite. Uh, yeah. Get fing- fingers on the on your mouse's mouse's. I don't think you'll need to have your finger. I think it, I don't think it'll sell out. I mean, I'm going to probably go on first thing in the morning, but I'm, I'm also tempted to wait a bit just for it to die down, you know, and then uh, try and get mm. tickets after that. But yeah, I, I shall be there. Excellent stuff. Yep. Same, same here, and uh, yeah, I shall be there on Friday. Blades versus Wigan. Let's get another three points at home. And yeah, yeah. as I said, that could set up a fantastic long weekend for the Blades. Um, nice one, mate. Uh, anything else you want to you want to plug? View from Norwich. View from Wigan. Yeah, view from Norwich. Very bit salty actually. They normally are, aren't they? Um, mm. We're gonna be the worst team that has ever been promoted, and all the uh, all the rest yeah. of it. Just like whoever finished second last year, and the year before that, and the year before. Yeah. That. I mean, Bournemouth, I, I said to you this yesterday, didn't I? But I don't think... Bournemouth last year, for me, are no better than we are this year. Um, nah. and they've brought a few players in since they've gone up. And they're making a fight of it. I do. I think they'll go down. But they are making a fight of it. it I think... The, I saw... Oh, what's the guy, the, the Burnley vlogger? He does some decent videos, actually. Is it Vizeth? Oh, uh, yeah. V-I-Z-E-H. Yeah, I, I do like his videos, to be fair. But he said it, it just shows the gap that Forrest has spent £160 million, or whatever it is. Um, 25 players and they still look like they're going down. I think Forest are a complete basket case though. And um, I think uh, I don't think that I think Bournemouth are showing that you know they're on the same points as Forest and they spent nothing. They spent a bit in January, but you know at the beginning of the season they were still competitive. It's just how you spend it, isn't it? Indeed, and also I mean I think I think this was part of our conversation <coughs> last night. Actually. You know, I'll I'll say this as a you know for Burnley fans rather than uh, United fans presuming we'll be in the Premier League next season, but. There's a lot of rubbish teams are going to stay up in the Premier League this season. Big time, yeah. There's, there's like three or four of these teams. I'm, well, this is last season, surely? Yes, sorry. Um, I just brought up last season's table by accident. Um, I mean, the thing is, it's weird because I, I want Forrest to get down more than anyone just because I don't like them at all, based on last season and the, the, the arrogance, basically. But I'm looking, if we go up, I'd absolutely love to see, you know, Everton, West Ham and, I don't know, Leicester go down because they're three teams that I imagine will probably improve next season. If that does happen, you've still got Bournemouth, Forest, Wolves, Leeds, mm. Pallet. You know, these teams are not never pulling up any trees, are they? Fulham might uh, slide back into the pack a bit yeah. next season. Um, uh, I'm still Brighton, well. by the way. The four points off Champions League, Brighton. Mm. Been yeah. there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... It, 
if you're a you know Burnley fan, uh, weirdly listening to this and worrying <laughs> about next season, I won't. You only need to find you only need to find three teams worse than you, and I think I think they'd be able to find three teams worse than them, like without without having to work too hard this summer. So um, I think they'll easily stay up next season, to be honest, especially if they keep company. But yeah, yeah, and and if the worst second place team ever in the history of the championship gets promoted as well that's another mm. that's a great new yeah if they go up imagine if like i don't know Millwall go up as well it's going to be happy days for burnley isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> indeed right mate let's wrap it there um yeah i'll see you i'll see you in the pub on friday hopefully and uh yeah i think so yeah 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 we'll, we'll toast a um a blades win hopefully oh, um, good stuff mate thank you very much i will see you there yep thanks a lot mate cheers <laughs>